Hello from Toronto and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Absasby Consultative Advisory Group Meeting Highlights Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Smith, Program and Technical Director at the Absasby. Joining me is CAG Chair, Thomas Muller Marcus Berger. Welcome, Thomas. The Absasby CAG held its first ever virtual meeting on June 22nd, and during that meeting, Thomas was re-elected as CAG Chair for another three-year period. Congratulations on your re-election, Thomas. Could you please share some insights on the recent meeting? Thanks, Ross, for your congratulations. Let me first say that I'm really thankful for having the opportunity to continue the work with the CAG and the board. Thank you as well for allowing me the opportunity to talk about the June CAG meeting. As Ross already mentioned, this time it was a quite special experience as it was the first time that the CAG met on a virtual basis. This was the reason why the meeting was limited to only three hours compared to our usual full day meeting. As a consequence, we had limited space in the agenda and had to omit one of the regular standing items, the implementation issue sessions. We plan to take the implementation issue sessions forward at our next meeting in December, when hopefully we can meet physically. The agenda therefore started with the report of the program and technical director. In this report, Ross, for the first time in his role, updated the group on the current projects in progress and provided an overview of significant changes to the work plan since the December 2019 CAC meeting. He specifically noted the following. Firstly, an update to the leases timeline, where the project will be split into two phases. Phase one will focus on the I for 16 alignment with an ED to be expected in December 2020. And phase two, which will consider public sector specific issues where an ED is to be expect, expected in March 2022. Secondly, Ross highlighted that the project briefs for the limited scope update of the conceptual framework and for natural resources were approved. And thirdly, he informed the CAG about the fact that public sector specific financial instruments is nearing completion with final, final amendments to IPSAS 41 financial instruments planned for approval by IPSAS B at the September 2020 meeting. COVID-19 pandemic impact was the last point uh, and its impact on the work program, including the extension of the comment period dates until November 1st, 2020 for the revenue and transfer expenses EDs currently out for consultations and the planned deferral of effective dates by one year for new IPSAS B pronouncements until January 1st, 2023, to provide relief for constituents in applying new standards. In the discussion around the IPSAS B work plan, CAC members noted the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the work program in general, as well as on specific projects. Ross mentioned the staff question and answers paper regarding COVID-19, which can be found on the website. The IPSAS B chair also highlighted the direct impact of the government programs on the revenue and transfer expenses project, where some of the measures should be reflected in relevant examples. CAC members highlighted that, especially in the current situation, financial statements must be useful to users especially to politicians for policy and decision-making purposes. 
So the board should be transparent on what the added value projects provide to users. It was furthermore highlighted that accounting information is only as good as it is reported to stakeholders in a clear and understandable way. Therefore, future implementation sessions of the CAC might consider how the accounting and Ipsos B presentation and disclosure reporting requirements add value. Concerning the leases projects, members highlighted that there are going to be first-time implementation experiences in the public sector in the upcoming years, such as the UK, where state-owned companies have to implement IFRS 16 next year. A CAC member advised the IPSSB to consider these implementation experiences and developments in its projects when possible. Finally, members noted they would like to provide input and advice into the Natural Resources Project. IPSSB staff noted that CAC advice was highly valuable in developing the scope and issues covered in the project, as approved in the project brief, building from the June 2019 CAC session on natural resources and further engagement with the CAC is planned for December 2020. The first technical agenda topic was on the IPSSB's project to align with IFRS 5, accounting on non-current assets held for sale and discontinued operations. CAC members provided support to include this project into a coordinated approach, recognizing the links and relationships of this project with others, such as the conceptual framework limited scope update, measurement, and the IPSS 17 update project. Regarding the arguments for linking the project, CAC members cautioned staff not to overemphasize the coordination point on reducing time to market as an argument for this approach, as there was a feeling that the benefit of coordination and consistency between projects was the key benefit to achieve. CAC members therefore advised that a clear communication plan outlining the coordinated approach and the benefits be developed. Concerning the scope of the aligned standard, the CAG supported staff's recommendation to keep the scope of the project consistent with IFRS 5. Nevertheless, the CAG highlighted that there are public sector differences in coming to the decision to sell an asset, as in many cases, such a decision has political reasons or implications. Furthermore, members also emphasized that there is a public interest in providing information on assets which are no longer used, but for which a decision to sell has not yet been made. The CAG encouraged the board to consider disclosure requirements for, for such surplus assets. Concerning measurement of these non-current assets, CAG members also supported the Ipsos B staff recommendation to retain the IFS 5 requirement to measure assets held for sale at the lower of carrying amount and fair value less cost to sell. An obligatory requirement to require the use of fair value less cost to sell for all assets held for sale was not supported by CAC members. CAC members did not advise the use of net selling price as a measurement basis which considers entity-specific circumstances. CAC members were not convinced that for accountability reasons this would not be an appropriate measurement in this specific situation. In summary, CAC members were supportive of the project brief as it was prepared by staff. 
The second technical agenda topic covered the IPSA 17 property plant and equipment update project with a specific focus on infrastructure assets. The main reason and the main discussion was about developing characteristics of infrastructure assets which are within the remit of property plant and equipment but are unique to general assets in IPSA 17. CAG members warned the IPSA-B to consider the purpose for separating infrastructure assets from PP&E in general to ensure the distinction is helpful to preparers and users. CAG members highlighted that this separation is not helpful if it has ultimately no implications on the accounting treatment for infrastructure assets or for the decision-making process in the area of asset management. Concerning the criteria and approach to develop characteristics to infrastructure assets, the CAG supported the proposal by staff to firstly identify characteristics that distinguish infrastructure assets from general property, plant and equipment, and secondly, identify characteristics that present complexities in the application and implementation of existing principles in IPSA 17. As an example for these infrastructure assets, very often um, uh, are network assets, which distinguishes them for general PP&E and provides additional complexity, just such as for the application of the IPSA 17 depreciation principles. So this is, in a nutshell, the summary of the virtual June 2020 CAC meeting. I want to thank all those having been involved in the preparation or the conducting of this virtual meeting for the diligence and discipline which made it possible to generate input to the board even while operating remotely. With that, back to you, Ross. Thanks, Thomas, for that comprehensive summary of the meeting. The next CAG meeting is planned for December 8, 2020 in Toronto, Canada. More information on the CAG is available on the IPSASB website at www.ipsasb.org. All meeting highlights podcasts are available in the meeting section on the IPSASB website, and listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Thanks for listening, and join us again in December. Bye for now.